Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. A little bit chilly out there, 54 degrees and clear, so be sure and grab your coat, hat, and gloves in case you are get a little chilly. I plan on riding a motorcycle in the office this morning, so uh, I plan on putting on my thick leather jacket and uh, heading out and getting my knees in the breeze but uh, it's going to be a chilly morning for a little ride so uh, but anyway hope everybody's doing well today and glad it's the weekend finally here payday for some and that's uh, uh, what um, my uh, uh, Larry Knight that comes to church he worked on oil rigs and uh, he said uh, uh, worked a lot down around Louisiana and uh, I said this guy was really happy and excited. I said it's uh, uh, he called payday happenings day. He said it's happenings day, man. So, <laughs> so if you get paid today, it's happenings day. All right, let's see who all we got watching this morning. Here we got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Rusty Paws, Christy Leolis, Jennifer Honeycutt, Angie Blevins, Darlene Barker. And uh, I like what Rusty has on there. Uh, thank God I'm forgiven. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Thank God I'm forgiven. So praise God for that. And uh, what else could we ask for, you know? All right, my friends, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. My friends, what I'm about to say this morning may not be very popular and uh, may not be liked by some, but um, you know, uh, my redneck side uh, don't doesn't really give a rat's derriere <laughs> whether you like what I'm about to say or not. Now you may say, "Well, that's not very preacherly, brother," and uh, you know what I'm. Uh, you know, I've even had people say I don't act like a preacher. Well, that's fine. I, you know, I, I'm just Lord called me, and uh, it's just uh, I'm not perfect, <laughs> but that is what it is. But anyway, you know, uh, here we're on the eve of 9/11, and our country was attacked horribly uh, by terrorists, and this uh, piece of excrement that is running our country. As has the very nerve to refer to the Taliban as uh, business-like associates and very agreeable. you got to remember these people, how they are demeaning and uh, uh, hurting women and children, killing people uh, who don't believe. They're radical Islamist terrorists. And here these, uh, they, they are chanting, kill Americans. In fact, they have men waiting in line to die for the cause. But yes, they're benevolent and kind business people. And then on top of that, we have this walking piece of excrement to have the nerve to get up in front of the uh, American people and say that he is going to mandate vaccines uh, and, and more or less try to force everybody into getting this stupid shot. Now, I'll tell you something. I had the shot. I had both. Uh, I had the Moderna. Uh, it's not something I really wanted to do, but I have a very... Uh, bad immune system. My body rejects the, the, the pneumonia shot and I stay, I have a lot of upper respiratory problems. So I got it. But it was my choice to get it. See, uh, I don't like anybody forcing anything on me. You know, I don't like being told what to do. That's one reason why I've had a million jobs in my life for Lord Call Me in the Ministry because um, somebody gets my face says, you have to do this. 
I, uh, I tend to buck up against that. You know, guys, I am far from a tough man. I am far from it. All right, I'm a, I'm a nerd. All right, I'm a sci-fi geek, obviously. But uh, when I joined the Air Force and I raised my right hand and I took that oath to fight against both foreign and domestic, I took that oath seriously. And my friends, I'm telling you right now, I will not stand for this tyranny that's being pushed upon us. We will not be forced to take a shot. We will not be forced to wear a mask. We ain't going to be forced to do nothing. We are in the land of the free, in case this moron in uh, Washington has forgotten. You know, in 1770, there was what was known as the Boston Massacre, and uh, where the British opened fire on, on a lot of different people. And in 1775, that's when we said, uh, you know what, we're not taking your crap anymore. Well, see, this, these monkeys up here in uh, Washington seem to forget. There's a lot of patriots in this country. And, uh, uh, you know, tyranny tried to take hold once before. And you saw how it failed horribly. Because the people of this nation are not going to take it. And we will rise up and we will push back. And they better get that through their thick skulls. If he's wanting a war, he's going to get him one. And that's not what I want. I don't want a war. I want us to live peaceably. But at the same time, I'm not going to put up with somebody, uh, with a, uh, with some tyrannical socialist in, in leadership trying to force something on us when we are supposed to be a free nation. You know, it's amazing how you can have free choice to kill a child in the womb uh, but yet uh, it is not apparently uh, you cannot make a choice about your body in regards to the stupid vaccine again if you got it like i got it that's fine but don't tell me i have to do something and i am telling you what guys uh you know it is there's what's known as a silent majority and there's a whole lot more of us out there than they realize and i'm telling you right now man when i say this pledge this morning i had to close my eyes to keep from getting choked up Because that flag means something to me. When I see the red on that flag, I think about all those men and women who have shed blood to keep us free. And we got these monkeys up here who want to take it away from us. You know, we, we have the, the, the representation of the blue and, and the white of purity. And, you know, we have all this, what it represents and stands for. That's why uh, if somebody was to try to burn a flag in front of me, go ahead and put the cuffs on me because I'm going to wear them out. I'm just telling you right now. Or they're going to wear me out one or the other. They're going to realize that this ain't going to hold water with, with me around. Guys, I've, you know, these things are going to come to pass. Uh, the world's going to get worse. As I told you before, because we're living in the last days. You know, of course, I know Martin Luther said this. Jonathan Edwards said thought they were Paul, the Apostle Paul thought they were in the last days. But I think we're closer to it now more than any other time in our history. And these things are going to get bad. And Christians are going to come under more and more persecution. But uh, the fact remains, we are, as Christians are not the world's doormat. And I'm tired of sick of apathetic Christians out there. Complacent Christians got their head in the proverbial sand or up something else in our anatomy and uh, think well we're just supposed to just love and be benevolent you know God Jesus Christ was not a, a, a wimp alright it took a mighty God to take that scourge that beating that I deserved it took a mighty man to, to hang on that cross and it took a mighty man a mighty God to rise again and defeat death on the third day so God was, Jesus Christ wasn't no wimp, and he didn't call us to be wimps either. It's time for us to stand up, have some intestinal fortitude, have a spine, and start pushing back against this stuff. And if, you know, and on the flip side of that, you know, we don't need to be 
putting those down who are getting the shots or wearing a mask. We still need to show some benevolence. We still need to show a loving, kind spirit. So don't be out there bashing those who make that choice. But how in the world anybody can look at these nuts in Washington, D.C. And, and be if, you, if somebody voted for this turkey and you still think he's great, you're something mentally ill wrong with you. I'm sorry. I just no other way to explain. There's no way you can look at this nut job up here and try to say that what he is doing is, is good. There's no, I mean, how in anybody in the right mind could look at what's going on and say, oh, he's doing a good job. It's insanity. I'm just, you know, I am so angry right now. I can't see straight. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm having to really try hard to reel it in. That's one reason why I joined the gym to try to push out some of this aggression because I'm telling you, I'm about this far from snapping. I ain't lying, man. I'm, when I'm out driving, I'm sick of the smart alecks. I'm sick of the liberals. I'm sick of the tyranny. I'm sick of all the crap out there. And I know a lot of you are too. And I'm I'm really having to fight in, in my attitude, in my anger, in my temper because that's not a showing godly character. That's not demonstrating fruits of the Spirit. And so I have to really work hard on that. But guys, we're going to have to really pray for this country. We're going to have to really pray for this nation like never before. And uh, they're saying now that uh, if you don't get the vaccine, they may test you once a week. And then now they're saying that they may even charge the employee uh, $100 a pop each week. Well, who's going to, who can afford an extra $100 out of their paycheck a week? Whether well, you're either going to give in or you'll get fired. You see what I'm saying? You're seeing this this tyrannical rule being something being forced upon us, and uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be a uh, an uprising. I'm just telling you right now, they, and I think that's what they want. They want the division. They want an uprising, and that way they can have an excuse to have uh, uh, control more in this nation. So, all right, guys, uh, let's get to our Bible study this morning. I'm sorry I had to vent, but I felt like it was needed. Let's look at Luke chapter 7, verses 39 through 43. And um, the, this is, of course, up here is the King James because I like the way uh, the picture looked along with the scripture. But I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. So obviously it's not going to go follow along exactly uh, as the King James has it here. But verse 39 of chapter 7. Now when she, when she, oh my gosh, I can't read this morning. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors, one owed five hundred denarii and the other fifty. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both, that which of them still love him more. Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. All right. You know, when we look at this passage, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, important uh, aspects of this that we need to understand. Now, Matthew and Mark and John, their accounts vary differently. Now, those in the world would like to look at that and say, uh, well, that's, uh, the, they're contradicting uh, each other. There's nothing to be further from the truth. If I witnessed a car accident and Rusty and Amy or Darlene or Jennifer, anybody else that's watching this morning, say you witnessed a car wreck, well, our accounts will be the same, but our perspective will be different. All right, I, you know, I'm going to point out details that maybe uh, Rusty wouldn't have may not have noticed, or Rusty may point out details that I didn't notice, or whatever it may be. But it didn't change what actually happened. You know, we just have a different perspective. That's how we look at uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and their different perspectives on this 
true event. This wasn't just a story. In fact, when I was in seminary, I've had those who try to say that uh, uh, the teachings that Jesus had and, and the things that were written uh, were just stories to make a point. And I think we further for truth, I believe that these things actually happened. And so when you look at the time place now, some uh, speculate that this was in uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus' home uh, that this took place in. Some said it was, might, might have been outside. And uh, uh, when Simon, uh, when he brought Jesus in there, and of course, remember the Pharisees are very self-righteous. They thought they're, you know, this kind of goes back to our teaching in Deuteronomy uh, Sunday evening in the respect that uh, they felt the law was going to attain their righteousness and gave them entrance into heaven, which could be nothing further from truth. They have no understanding of God's grace and mercy that was going to save them. Uh, and, and Jesus Christ, uh, his, what Christ done for them uh, was going to get them into heaven that their their own righteousness was not going to make it happen it's only through jesus christ who makes us righteous and makes us holy that gets us into heaven so nonetheless they were there they were thought their own uh, actions and what they were doing following the laws going to get them into heaven so they were very self-righteous looking down at people and uh and their sin was just as heinous as uh anyone else's and so customarily when someone a guest was brought into a home uh, they would get a kiss on the cheek, and because obviously uh, many walked around barefooted or even with sandals, uh, the dirt from the road, their feet would be very filthy, and uh, they would customarily wash their feet. Well, now here we have this woman whose name was uh, left out, maybe for good reason, maybe to protect this woman, I don't know. But uh, obviously she had a history of being a harlot, and you know, she apparently knew about Jesus, had heard about him. You know, she couldn't ask him into her home if she even had one because obviously, you know, her being her profession, as it were, uh, that it wouldn't look good, you know, and uh, uh, to, to do that. So here she had this, this flask, uh, this, this nard of, uh, of very expensive perfume. And, of course, she's probably waiting for them to greet Jesus, wash his feet, and then she's probably going to anoint his feet. Uh, with his very precious perfume. Oh, that's another thing I left out too. Not only did they give the kiss on the cheek, wash the feet, but they would anoint their head with oil. I forgot to, I left that point, part out. I apologize. So obviously they didn't do that. And um, that's when she fell at his feet and she broke open that uh, very expensive perfume and poured that on his feet. And tears filled her eyes because she knew what she was. I don't know about some of you, but I know what I am. I've told you all before, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a wretch. I know I'm a screw-up. But to fall at Jesus' feet and for him to still show love, compassion upon me, despite what I am, uh, it, is, uh, it does tear at the heart. And it does create those tears. And as she, her tears were flowing, of course, the, the, uh, the water from those tears were probably running the dirt off of Jesus's feet and here you know the uh, obviously the to wash someone's feet was probably the the lowest act a slave could possibly do uh, because uh, well obviously feet uh, are you know not you know one of the best parts of the body I don't guess but you know as far as cleanliness and uh, uh, Bashir she took probably what was the best part of her her hair and was drying Jesus's feet with her hair and it just, you know, and Jesus, uh, he looked down upon her and he, uh, you know, he didn't rebuke her. He didn't uh, disparage her. He did, you know, in fact, uh, he actually gets on them 
because they're saying, oh, well, that money should have been given to the poor that was spent on that, uh, on that very expensive perfume. They didn't care about the money. In fact, Judas himself, uh, he was dipping into the money, uh, so he didn't care about uh, where the money was going. But uh, to them, it was just um, an act to make themselves look good. But what did Jesus do? You know, he, he, he rebuked them for what they were uh, saying and what they were doing in regards to what this the selfless, humble act of what this woman was doing. And that's why we come to this part here in verse 41 and said that in regards to uh, Jesus making the point, uh, you know, and the money lender, you know, and, you know, when it, well, I'll read it again. A certain money lender had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Uh, when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered the one, I suppose, for whom canceled the larger debt. And let's go ahead and go on further than that. And he said to him, you have judged rightly that turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she was wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. And those who are at a table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. How many times have we felt broken? How many times have we felt like it, um, we've done too much, we've sinned too much, and uh, there's no way God can possibly forgive us. But Jesus looks down with great compassion and love and says, Your sins are forgiven. What an almighty God that we serve. You know, I've talked to a lot of people throughout the years, invited them to church, and uh, they felt that they were not worthy to come through the doors. And I said, I tell you what, I'm not worthy to come through those doors either. But it's Jesus Christ that makes us worthy. And Jesus wants you just the way you are. You know, I've tried to tell people that time and again. Hey, you don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to change. God wants you the way you are. And then when we come to Christ, we get to hear those words. Your sins are forgiven. What a wonderful, wonderful passage of scripture. Here this woman, she probably felt, because of her profession in particular, that she was uh, uh, would never be forgiven, maybe never felt love. And Jesus Christ showed that even to her. And uh, so we shouldn't take for granted uh, what God has given us. We shouldn't take for granted God's grace and mercy. Take for granted his love for us and take for granted his forgiveness of sins. I think so many times people... When they know they're forgiven, they say, you know, it's easier to justify sins and say, uh, well, um, you know, if I mess up, God will forgive me, so no big deal. And, you know, you're cheapening what, uh, what God is, 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 what he's doing and has done. And so we don't need to cheapen that. Instead, we need to realize, hey, I don't want to hurt Jesus. I don't want to hurt God. I want to rise above that and be better. And I don't want to live a sin-filled life. I want to live a life pleasing unto God. So my friends, let's go before God with all humility this morning, falling at Jesus' feet. And uh, if we have to shed tears because of our actions, then so be it. But know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing can snap us out of his uh, mighty, righteous right hand. That even though you mess up and you may feel like giving up, all we have to do is look up and realize that God loves us and he will continue to love us despite our stupid selves. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. And Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your good word. 
Lord, help us to realize uh, your great love for us and your compassion for us. And Lord, let us go out and show that same compassion and love to those around us. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let will pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I do lift up a special prayer for Kim, uh, for Wendy Lee. And Lord, you bring a mighty, miraculous healing upon her. I do pray for Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and uh, Ron Thompson. And uh, Lord, for so many others uh, that have prayer requests and concerns. And all those watching today, that you watch over and keep them, protect them, and keep them safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys and gals, I know I, I'm sorry that I had my rant uh, at the beginning of this uh uh, this morning's teaching, but I uh, I love this country, and I can't, I'm sorry that my redneck side comes through my uh, my uh, my ancestry. I'm of Scotch Irish descent. In fact, uh, um, our Scotch uh, ancestors uh, would antagonize uh, the British or or England and would steal their cattle and their women <laughs> just to torment them. And uh, so they, they got to where the youngs were such a pain that they said if they ever catch one, they were going to kill them. <laughs> they more or less ran us out of the country. And that's why we went to Ireland and come here to America. So I come by, uh, honestly, uh, my rebellious nature, if you will, <laughs> so against those who wish to oppress us. So, and I realize that may not always be showing uh, the the best attitude as a Christian, as a pastor, and I know I need to be better, but uh, uh, I don't like my freedoms being encroached on, and I'm sure you can understand that. So, Well, anyway, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Guys, I say it every morning. Remember, life is so short. You know, we retired at age 65, uh, or some hope to, and uh, average age is, uh, what, 77 or something like that. And so you only got like 11 years, really, versus 50-some of, of working. Uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, we need to enjoy life and uh, appreciate it for what it is before we, before we leave this old crazy world. So, hope everybody has a great day today. Thanks for watching.